if we do have a strategy, clients see the relevance better by seeing your service as a transportation going from A to point B, basically just a vehicle. What is it, fam? This is your host, May Bornilio, and welcome to the Scale on Socials podcast, the show for social media managers and service providers who want to grow a profitable online business. This is a space where you learn how to sign clients, bring in more income, and make more impact. All these without complicated tech or complex funnels. Instead, we'll go with simple yet powerful methods that you can use right now. Over the past years, I've grown from charging $2 per hour into growing my flagship program, helping service providers hit five dollars to $10,000 cash months, all through socials. Social media can change your life if done right. And I am here to share with you the best lessons I've learned in this journey in hopes that it can help yours too. Let's get into the goods of today's podcast. It is important because when we do not have it, usually it is the reason why people blend with everyone who's offering the service. So when we say, okay, I'm a social media manager, I am a DM closer, I am a website designer, we tend to like blend in because there are thousands of other people who can do that. I look at service-based businesses having two major categories, that is brain work and handwork. Without the strategy, it's just handwork. I'm going to do the graphics for you. I'm going to write the content for you. However, that really doesn't have a backbone when it doesn't have a strategy. So when we are playing in the field of only handwork, there are many people in Fiverr and Upwork in Facebook groups. However, the strategy part requires expertise. It requires brain work. And that is one of the things that will set you apart. Potential clients don't see the real value of the service when there is no strategy. You just say a few graphics here and there, not really as valuable as a few graphics that will bring you X, Y, and Z when we apply it in this manner. That said, when we don't have the brain work as a backbone of all of what we do, we can't back up our premium pricing because when they have other options, then why would they go with us? So this is the piece that I would say is so important that would make people want to pay you more because they can trust you. Frankly, they can say, okay, she would take care of it. Then I can take my hands off. It's because they know that you are implementing a strategy. Potential clients will see the real value. We're with that, can't back up the premium pricing. Most of the things that we do without a strategy will frankly go to waste. And we don't want that. So say, for example, you see a lot of coaches. I see this in beginner coaches, I would say, they create posts, however, it's not going anywhere. They feel like they're posting always, it's not going anywhere. Maybe because people who interact with the posts are just there. Nobody's nurturing them or saying hi to them in the DM. So all of these things are part of the strategy. The promise of this is if we do have a strategy, clients see the relevance better by seeing your service as a transportation going from A to point B, basically just a vehicle. They invest in your service because it is justified logically. As you might have already heard, people buy emotionally. This is why we say storytell, talk about the results. However, when they have committed emotionally before, most of the people, before they put out their money, take out their wallet, they would say, okay, is this really going to make sense business-wise? This will make investing in you so much easier. And lastly, it makes you stand out among others in the market because you can do the brain work. Not everybody does that. And this is really, I would say... Regardless of what you offer, 
it is not a plug and play. There are people who can do plug and play, especially when they're very niche down. So say, for example, for social media management for coaching businesses or lead generation for coaching businesses, the framework can look the same, but there are still tweaks here and there based on where they're at in business. So say you have a signature package and you're offering it to fitness coaches and business coaches. Most of the time, it would be the same. Where the variable is, is when you're serving client number one, who is a beginner coach, who is just doing one-on-one, and client number two, who is a mid to scaling, and it has six figures already, and she cannot handle one-on-one. She can do group mentorship. So if you take a look at that, your strategy to bring her clients one-on-one might be different with the one which is scaling. Instead of doing one-on-one conversations, you might want to implement a campaign. It matters where they're at in business, and this is where the strategy work comes in. This is also one of the things that if you master, can direct the decision of the person when they jump on that discovery call with you. And they don't just go out knowing, oh, okay, it, it has 20 graphics, it has X, Y, and Z. They come out knowing that, okay, this is the deliverable, but this deliverable is only significant when there is a game plan and this girl knows her game plan. That is also the thing that I would say. I was out of a strategy meeting. I'm thinking, so I'm citing this as an example. This person was saying, okay, May, I'm meeting you along with other people. I'm going to be interviewing a few people in the next few weeks. So I'm so happy that I'm like the first person that interview. I don't believe in interview, but that's his term. So I had the leverage to say, okay, this is what we are going to be doing. This is point A to point B. We need X, Y, and Z based on this gap. So the conversation happened. And then I proceeded with saying, you know what? Here's what you're going to find. The next agencies that you're going to be interviewing will be telling you X, Y, and Z, mostly on the deliverable. So I imagine him after the meeting, which was very clear and I would say 80% close. We just need a confirmation after like the proposal, acceptance of offer, et cetera. I would say 80% close because from that meeting, he would now have a standard in his mind that, okay, May has created a roadmap from me going from, I have such a messy social media right now. She said, we're going to do X, Y, and Z to go to point B if I work with her. He is now going to look for this explanation in the next few people that he's going to be speaking with. Now, when you are the person who has drawn the map clearly, as clear as possible, going from you're here, you're going here, we're going to do this together then most likely you have a higher chance of signing the client. So this is why we are doing this. Simply say, I think a lot of people has made it complicated, but simply it is a roadmap to go from A to B. It is a series of steps connecting and leading to the desired end goal. That is a strategy. Series of steps backed up by why are we doing this? Why this and not that? When we're creating a strategy, let's talk about how to create a strategy. Very importantly, one point, understand fully how the business works and how it makes money. And this is the danger between serving one client, one niche versus doing it for so many other because each business will have a different strategy. It's already a mind-blowing to just think of strategy for one person, imagine for different businesses. And this is why people remain mediocre. We don't want that. That is not a premium pricing when someone can serve what everybody can serve. You would want to first understand how the business works and how it makes money. So in terms of 
online businesses, it's massively broad because there are course creators only. There are coaches, course creators. Maybe we don't need to speak with people on DMs one by one. Maybe the effort we put in there could be better off doing like a massive brand awareness campaign or such. Or if someone is doing one-on-one high ticket coaching, each sale is equal to $5,000, maybe it's worth going through DM conversation. So What you'll find out is a lot of your clients will not know this right off the bat. They won't understand. They get into the coaching. I'm I'm using coaching as an example because many of you are doing this. They get into it and then they're like, okay, this strategy might work without adapting it to their own and their own business model. So for us people who can create strategy for them, the very first thing is how do they make money? Do they make it through one-on-ones? Do they make it through group? Do they make the money through advertisement in their podcast? Do they make it through brand partnerships? How do they make money? The business model of your clients is basically the pieces working together, basically how they bring in money, how they serve the clients. It allows you to see the different ways that they bring in cash to the company. And we're always revolving around cash, always around money, because without that, it is not a business. So whichever area you're working, be it in sales, marketing, logistics, finances, whatever it is, you're an OBM website designer. Most of us here are in sales and marketing. Some of us are in logistics. OBM is a logistic you know, person. System specialist is a logistics person. All of these parts, they are all under the umbrella of all of these efforts are going to make money. So when you're coming into the business, one of the three main drivers to make people decide is health and happiness, love and sex, money. Most of us, if you're serving a business, I think all of us are for money. So think about, okay, I'm making a website. It is to make more money for the client. I'm doing DM strategy. It is to make money for the client. Okay. Five functional areas of business. This can be four if we combine sales and marketing. We have product research and development. If you think about it in the online world, this is why you have People who create curriculums, this is a product thing. People who do market research, that's a product slash marketing thing. We have sales and marketing. Most of us are in this area, clearly bringing in the cash. Logistics and operations, how do we deliver? This is customer service, customer success, and finances. We have accounting, etc. Five areas. Most of us are in this too. Some of us are product R&D, research and development, logistics and operations. So I just want to give you an idea because you would know which area you're in and what role you play. The framework, okay, May strategy, simply a plan between going from point A to point B. Your point A is here, where they are at right now, your point B is here. In an example of a social media manager, this person that I met, they don't have a marketing point person. What is happening? They're salespeople because this is a traditional trading company. What they do is they sell products to restaurants in Dubai. What is happening is that I'm understanding the situation. This is why we spoke. The salespeople, and they're going into the client saying, okay, we have this, let's say this particular kind of cheese, Italian product. And they pull up the Instagram and the Instagram looks like shit. It's embarrassing. They don't want to show it. <laughs> Basically, I spoke to one of the salesmen. It's like, better not put anything in there. When I speak to the client, I just pull out my catalog, which is the physical catalog. But Clients don't see the social part of it. How do they use this cheese? What dishes can they be using this cheese for? They don't see that because they don't even want to pull up the Instagram because it is shit. That's the point A. Point B is 
they have massively amazing products. They want to showcase that online so that when they meet a client, they say, okay, look at this. This is us using this product in different dishes. Maybe try that in your restaurant. You can maybe do a tasting, whatever. That's their goal. So I've identified point A and point B. Very first part of it, identify your point A and point B. Another example, let's just cite because I've been citing social media managers. Let's say we are citing a DM specialist, which is many of you are shifting to right now, DM closer. The point A might be, okay, this person is running so much ads, like a thousand of people is dropping into the page every day, but why is it not taking off? Why is it not converting into core sales, right? That's their point A. A lot of money coming into the ads. Very low. It's not proportionate to how many people are inquiring. Point A, problem. There is a leakage in their funnel. Point B is we want to make sure that we're putting in 5,000 in ads. And then this 5,000 is translating into this number of leads. This number of leads is translating to this number of bookings. That's another example. Let's say a web designer. The person has created her website. She has done a photo shoot. Her point A is she has this website. However, even when she's creating content, leading people to the website, they're not getting booked. Then there might be a problem in there. Maybe the loading speed is high. Maybe it's not user-friendly. Maybe they find it hard to find the calendar. Maybe it takes 500 clicks before they get into the actual thing. So that is the problem. The point B is, our ideal scenario is, they click on the website, it loads fast. The first page that comes up has testimonials, has about her, and then she can book, done. All of these to make money. From this point A to point B, as your strategy is the roadmap, it is the game plan, it is a pathway, this is our framework. Again, I've kept this a little bit broad so that you can apply it in whatever areas you are serving your clients. Hey, hey, I hope you're enjoying the episode so far. I know that many of you who listen to the Scale on Socials podcast are also entrepreneurs. So I recorded a free masterclass where I explained step-by-step how I sign premium clients for my social media agency month after month. The same strategies and systems, you guys, help me make a full-time income as a business owner and have more time to travel around the world and be with my family. That's the best thing about it. I will leave the link in the show notes so you can watch it for free. Now back to the episode. We start with two main things. Big picture here, we have the business objectives. This is what's the goal. We've already talked about bringing in cash. This is planning and execution. So you have that objective. You have that goal. How do we actually put that into motion? When we decide to put that into motion, there are a few things that we have to put in place. I came across this framework in 2018 before I got into freelancing. The same thing I have used for all my businesses. When I started Social Media Manager, I turned into strategies. I turn into source creation. I turn into coaching. All the same. Point A, business objectives. Point B, this is what's in between. Before we get to planning and execution, these are the things that we will be needing to understand. Let us dive into it. Point one, business objectives. Here we go. Your goal is to understand in this first part, because this is step by step, one, two, and three, all as a transport. Number one is to understand the macro or the big picture. What do they want to achieve? Cash, cash. They want more cash. They want more uh, increase in their revenue. That's the big picture, let's say, for example. But if this is different from your ideal clients, please write that down. So macro, big picture. This macro, big picture can be broken down into smaller 
pieces. Say, for example, if the macro, the big picture is to increase the revenue, we want to do that, maybe increase 20% in revenue for the year, right? So let's think about one of the easiest examples. Let's say we're going for coaching businesses. that That's what you're serving. It can be event planners or whatever. Micro short-term goals. If we want to increase the revenue, what are the ways we can increase the revenue in the next few months? One, you can basically get more clients. That's a way to increase the revenue. So you're going to write that here. I'm going to get more clients. The second one is perhaps you can re-engage past clients and upsell them into new products or services. That's another method. Another is can you introduce or reintroduce a past product that you can relaunch, something like that. So you've got to be thinking now, what are the different ways that I can help my client increase the revenue? In another scenario, you can also say they want to increase revenue by getting new clients. And then we're going to break that down into smaller things. So from here, it's just increase revenue, get clients, re-engage old clients, or introduce a new product. That could be. Now, under each point, you will have specific outcomes. So say your first point is, I would get this person five new clients for the month. Or that's what she said. Like she's, she was wanting to have five more clients because... Five clients at $500, that would add $2,500 in her monthly recurring income. Specific outcomes, five new clients equals $2,500 in addition to her monthly income as an online coach or increase for her course. You know what's so important in this is when you go so specific, you can now see, okay, you know what? My premium service is like $1,500 per month as ADM closer, as a social media manager, whatever it is. If I'm able to bring this result to the client, it's easy that this method that I'm about to do is going to pay for myself. So you remove the risk. And this is just like a side thing that I'm noting because sometimes people think, okay, I cannot increase my pricing, maybe because you don't know how much value you're able to bring. But if you go specific like this, you're like, okay, if my service is $1,500 per month, Three clients I bring into this person, I'm already covered. And then as I go better and better, this person is just making more money. So it's like I'm working for her and the one who's paying me are the clients that I bring in. So there's no weight in her. She'd love to employ you more and more, right? And so that's just a side thing that I wanted to insert because it's so important. Whenever I come into a contract, say, for example, now direct outreach, there's a project on the side for me direct outreach, but it's more result-based and I love commission-based because I'm thinking in order for them to pay my fixed pay, I would have to bring them like 10 clients recurring. This is where people get scared because they're not sure if they can bring in that result. So now I want you to really ask yourself, what result am I bringing? Because when you figure that out, this is where your confidence is going to be coming from. Your result will overcome your doubts because you have specific proof. And now if we feel like, oh no, I don't think I can bring that amount of clients to her, then now you've identified that what you need is actually to upskill. Maybe that's what you need to do. Maybe you have to be very specific because if you're the kind of person, you're like, every coach that I work with, I can bring them 10 clients confidently. You would be screaming out your Instagram. I can do this for you. Like you'd be so excited. So many of us, we have come from a world of social media content creation. And that doesn't necessarily bring them right away the money because it's content. You've done your juice, which is you post on story or feed every single day. You've done it. You're good. However, if you can think of how to make that more valuable, especially if you're serving a service-based business, 
that would increase your value so much. So you're like, I'm getting paid this. This is what I'm doing, but I'm not bringing in the impact. That gives you an idea. What shifts can I make? If I'm spending 100% of my time into client number one's content, however, that's not what's bringing in the results. You think of how can I reduce that and where can I divert my attention so that I can bring in more results? So say, for example, instead of creating new content, 20 pieces of content for them, you think to yourself, is it possible that I can bring this down to 10 and then repurpose old content every now and then? So that now, instead of spending 100%, I'm spending 50. Now, where do I spend the rest of the time? Now you think about what could be a high result yielding activity that I can add to them. So you're thinking, perhaps instead of creating content, I would spend an hour a week bringing them to a Facebook group or strategizing something or looking for partnerships for them that would bring them some kind of tangible results. Most social media managers, when they don't do this, it's a ticking bomb. Client is canceling. Because if when there's chat GPT and there's $5 per hour people, why would they pay premium? So in order to remain relevant and for people to pay premium, always be thinking, how can I improve this? I'm going to give you an example. Here in Dubai, the agency side, my main service now is social media management. Uh, referring to the example that I told you about, their posts are really bad. So I would come in and like the first job is to create posts for you that would be quality that you can properly present to your clients. However, on and on, that will become static. So what I'm doing is I've created a like sort of a roadmap for the first phase for them. I was like, first two weeks, we will create the content. Third and fourth week, we will test it out. So we're doing month one, establishing your posts and all of it. The month two, actually month three, because two are, is very few. Month three, we will re-strategize. I have it in my mind already that I priced like a full pricing, but I know that during month two and three, the content creation will become easier. I have a leeway. I have that buffer amount in my pricing to them that will allow me to do something. I talked about value proposition and how you can make yourself more valuable than the other options in the market. The idea that I've always had, and you will learn this as well in 100 million offers by Alex Hermosi, it is the same concept value proposition. So you're providing value to the person even before they're working with you. That's concept number one. And then there's concept number two, which is you're going to use to say, for example, this person is paying me 5,000 dirhams, let's just say, or you can say dollars. In the first month and the second month, we're only doing content creation, new photos, properly doing captions, all of that. Usually by month three, month four, you've nailed this. This is easy for you. So from 100%, your effort is now 50%. You're running. It's amazing. Your life is now even easier because the client is getting used. And now we think of how do we increase value? One thing that I've always been prepared to do, now we're in the rollout of this, I take from that 5000 I would take, say, for example, $500 from that, taking it from my own, I'm not charging the client. I'm taking it from what I'm already being paid because before I signed with that client, I had this in mind already. I had the contingency. I had an amount that is meant to, to elevate the value after the first phase. So I would use that 500 to either test out running an ad for them or hiring someone to do their email marketing or like paying myself 
to do the email marketing. But in my brain, that section, that like that 500 dirhams is meant to be back in their business. I'm not taking it to my pocket. The reason is because, okay, we've had a good one, two, three, four, five, six months together. Our results are starting to be flat if, if we're always just doing the same thing. Now, if I'm using that 500 to, let's say, test out an ad for them, and that brings me like 30 leads that they can now call, I've presented them with something. Hey, after the result, I've taken the liberty and now we have 30 leads. This is a test that I did from my own pocket. This is the result. I'm proposing that you do this for your business. So this is not just an ad. If you are doing social media manager, you can do some sort of, I'm going to spend an hour each week extra for you to do your DM engagement, ask for permission at no cost and risk to them so that they agree. And then you bring in the work And guess what happens? Next month, you can say, hey, actually, last month, as I've asked for permission, I've spent an hour doing direct outreach for you. And these are the results. I'm wondering if, based on these results, which are amazing, I'm wondering if you would like to elevate your offer from this to that. Now you're upselling the client and you have increased the value without extra risk to them. I can talk about that, but that's not the main topic of this. I'm just saying, let's go back to macro, increase the revenue, micro, bring in more clients, and then specific outcomes, maybe five clients a month. You know, At the end of the month, you will know how to evaluate yourself. One thing is some of your services might not bring in results right away. Be very clear to the client, hey, in order for me to get at least some results, we would have to work for at least three months. That is my average time working together. But please be mindful. I've seen a ton of social media managers after they sign the client they are flat, no delivery or no, no, no quality in delivery. Like what's promised was not delivered. Very important. Now, before we go to planning and execution, you would have to take a look at all of these four key points. We start from audit and insights, knowing how the business works, key resources. What do you need to make it happen? Key role. What is your role? as the person coming in to take this job. Analytics and KPIs, how do you know that you're succeeding? Let's dive into that. So, okay, let's say you're in a strategy session with a client. Maybe you have this sheet open on the side. This is what you use. You're going to be asking them first, of course, with a little bit of a discussion already, you kind of understand how the business works. You have known their business objectives. Now you're going to go deeper. What's working and what are your challenges? Okay, you previously hired a DM closer. What was working in that situation? What was not working? You have a social media manager before. What's working? What's not? What would this partnership entail? What would you need from me for this to be successful? Understand what happened before, what worked, what didn't. You don't want to make the same mistakes as a previous social media manager. Website. Got it. You have had someone do it before. Did anything work? Is there anything that we should take a look at and focus on? We now know their goals. We now know what worked, what didn't work. Gives us an idea of where to focus in. Okay, you hired someone in Dubsado before. You've done your system. Why isn't it working? Next, key resources. In order for the not working to work, what do we need? What are the current resources? What's the current team? Is there anyone taking care of this or are you doing this on your own? Do you have a budget? What is the budget? I'm putting budget in because they might be speaking to an ads manager. Have they spent before? What are they willing to spend now? You have to check all of these and channels. Are they doing Facebook? Are they doing Instagram, TikTok, YouTube? 
these are the key important points, feel free to add some. And then the key role. Now we get to see if I'm going to be taking this on, what tasks do I need to do? This can happen while you're strategizing with a client or when you're strategizing on your own for the client. But at least, you know, you know, what are the important things that I need from the client? I suggest when you're strategizing, take them through this. These are like three, four slides only. And there are worksheets. And as they speak, you write. So they know as well that, okay, you know, this girl is not just nailing and she literally has a framework for it. And lastly, after or during implementation of what needs to be done, what do you need to measure? Analytics and KPIs. Going back to our goal right here, you need to be getting, let's say, five clients for this person, right? Or your website has to convert at least a few people. It might look different when you're like a YouTube strategist or if you are a repurposing manager, but you will have specific outcomes. If you're a repurposing manager, you create from webinar into short form reels, you will see a specific outcome. Engagement, time watched, everything has a specific outcome. And that is what's going to be here. So these are the things that you would want to be taking a look at. These are the things that you will need in order to build a proper flow. Now, when you have answered all of those, let's proceed to planning and execution. There are three things that you would have to understand. The current flow earlier, you asked them audit and insights. You have to understand already what's the current flow, what's working, what's not working. You know how this business is making money. You know what current resources they have. You now have all the ingredients to build a proper roadmap for them. Now, before we jump into the roadmap, this has three stages. You'd have to understand and audit the current flow, right? Point A to point B, this current flow here. You'd have to diagnose, see where the gaps are. Ah, okay, it's not working. It's not turning into bookings because after they see your social media post, there's no call to action or they like the post, but that's it. That's it. They scroll out. There's no strategy behind. When you see the gaps and the things that you could improve, now you know what to solve. And then the last thing is to pin key solutions. So after your strategy session with a client, when you already have a roadmap, you should be walking away. Your client should be walking away from that session knowing this is what's wrong. This is the steps that we need to take. These are the resources that I need to put together so that this happens. Ash's role is to do X, Y, and Z if we end up working together. So now we have a game plan. They should be walking away with such clarity. These are three things that you're going to do. Now you're going to plan and execute. You have everything in front of you. You have these things. You have this on one side. You have this on another side. You literally have all the ingredients. Now you're like, my client A, we need to audit. This is what audit is for. Audit, see the gaps, propose a solution. Before she's putting content out and there was no DM strategy, there was no outreach strategy, whatever. There's no visibility strategy. What she wants is this. How am I going to make a flow? So now with all the pieces you have, you're going to map out your flow. Say a coach. Okay. So what is the top of the funnel? Now you understand, let's say you're in the marketing area and you're being hired to increase their calendar bookings. This is the job of an appointment setter. Okay. So now you can see before an appointment can be done, we have gone through this in OBS multiple times. We look at top of the funnel. How are they getting seen by people? Number one is they are getting seen through ads. Okay. That is bringing them traffic. Number two, they're getting seen by people in Facebook group. 
Number three, they are doing a campaign where they're putting a lot of short form reels or videos. They're putting it out. So, okay, traffic is fine. We're bringing in people to see the content. Now they see the content, the page. Now you have to take a look at it. Are the content in the page enough for people to follow? Because if they don't follow, then all these ads and all the other things are useless because they just look at you and it's not good enough. The content is not captivating enough. They jump off of the page and you lost the people. So if you're like, okay, check. Actually, the content is good. After that, we need them to book a call already, right? So they engage, they engage. How do we get them to book a call? And you notice that traffic, page, call, where there is a gap is between people landing on your Instagram page, commenting or pressing like or sharing it on their stories, but they're not getting booked into a call. So what could be the problem? Perhaps the call to actions is not, you know, nailed down. You know, it's not clear. Maybe the call to action is good, but when you lead them to the link in bio, it takes 45 hours to load, then they're they're flying off. That could be another reason. Number three, maybe there's just a disconnect. They like the post, but it's not bringing them into a specific step, such as to book a call. Or maybe there's not enough connection and conversation in between to make them really want to speak with you. There are a couple of problems. So this is where your strategy comes in. Okay, what is the problem? Now, when you understand a problem, it allows you to pinpoint a solution. So you're writing down maybe lack of connection, maybe unclear call to action. Maybe they're not landing on the booking page because Linktree is taking so much time. Maybe the content is not strong enough. So you audit. This is it. Understand and audit. You diagnose. You pinpoint those four things, the things that could be wrong. And then you pin the key solutions. Next to the four things, you have the key solutions on the right. Now, this is your game plan. Now, you take a look at it. Is this something that I can solve? Because if it is, you have just elevated the value of your service because you know exactly how it's going to help them. And where in the full picture are you playing a role? Where in the full pipe is there a hole where the water is leaking that you can patch using your services? Now, you understand clearly. Let's say, for example, That's not where the problem is. Let's say the problem is they actually book a call, but they're not getting converted into clients. Now evaluate. You understand, you audit, you're evaluating. Okay, they're getting into their booking. However, they're not turning into clients. Number one, are they showing up in the call? Because if not, you have to put reminders 24 hours before, one hour before, maybe even go to the DMs to make sure they show up in the call. Number two, is the salesperson good enough? Maybe they show up to the call, but is not properly streamlined. You're not converting them. You're sitting there getting interviewed instead of you interviewing the person leading the conversation. Maybe that's a problem. Number three, maybe they show up. Maybe the sales call is good. They're not ready for the sale. So maybe you have to do a follow-up campaign. After they get on a call, two weeks later, if they say, no, I'm not yet ready, or like a month later, you put a schedule, follow up with client Claire if she's ready by this time. So now you've like, okay, this is a problem. This is the solution. What you're going to end up with is a bunch of things that says this could be the problem and these are the possible solutions. Your job is to identify if you can help with the solutions and serve them with that. That is what you're going to be doing. So this is now you have a strategy. If we do point one, point two, point three, this could potentially solve our problem going from you don't have leads or book clients into now you actually have them. 
That's the work you're going to do together. This is where the job of a strategist ends. You, as someone who is a done-for-you service provider and a strategist combined, makes you stand out among the crowd. Because mostly the people are only strategists like me. I used to be only a strategist. I am still. I don't do the execution. My team does. But I am the brain. This is a job on its own. This is consultancy. People get paid without executing, but the clients don't really get much results because it's disconnected. You know, they have strategy, there's no execution. Or people do the execution, but there's no proper strategy. Still, the work goes to waste. It's trashed because it's not streamlined. So your job is understand how you can do strategy, pair it with a solution. You have a winning combo of a premium service in your hands. When you're doing your marketing for yourself, a lot of times what comes across is that you are just a graphics designer or a social media manager, a DM close. You cannot articulate that you actually have this brain. You actually have this strategy in your head. A few marketing ideas that you can try out. Pick out a past client, use it as a case study, explain it in your stories, in your feed, break it down into pieces, or create a long form video, put it on YouTube, put a little bit of snippet on Instagram or TikTok. This allows people to understand that, oh, okay, Christelle as a web designer doesn't just create pages. She does understand how that web design is a part of the bigger goal of this company. Then you become an integral piece of that team. So this is where case studies are important. This is where showcase past clients is important. This is where passion project is important. You have to put out as many materials as possible for people to experience your genius before signing up with you. After you create your flow, you will end up with these things. Client, this is your current flow. People enter your website. They go to page number two, page number three, page number four. What are the gaps? These are the gaps. The gaps are point one, this is not loading well. Point two, it's taking a lot of time before they receive the freebie. You can tailor this to any service that you have. So from the gaps of your current flow, here are my proposed solutions. Number one, maybe you send a welcome message. If you're a website designer, maybe pop up of like a 10% limited time. All of these things, proposed solutions. Mr. or Miss Client, From this gaps, this is the proposed solutions, you will need X, Y, and Z. Number one, you would have to have a bunch of content that I can reuse. Or you would have to have a calendar that I can send the client immediately. What are the things that you need, Miss Service Provider, in order to provide these solutions, right? Because resources will be by your client. If you're doing website, they have to have the photos. They have to have the copy. They have to have the integration. You will do the integration. They have to have the apps like Zapier or MailerLite. All of those things. What do you need from them to make this happen? When they have that, we have the steps. Okay, when you have these things, here's what we're going to do as we start working together. Step one, step two, step three. Next, you just literally tell them what's next. When you have all of these things together, we start and we enter phase one of working together. So the whole creation of a strategy, it ends up with you giving them these six key points. And you and this person is going to walk out knowing now we have a game plan. Now we know exactly what to do. When that is justified in their head, I don't have a social media DM closer before. Ash is doing these things that we have just mapped out in strategy and we're going to end up. Their brains are already linking. Okay, it does make sense to hire her. I pay her X much. I get X much using the strategy we just created together. 
Okay. Well, that's it. Um, thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Scale on Socials podcast, the show for action takers who are ready to turn their goals into reality. If you found value in this and would like to work closely with me and my team and learn how to sign premium clients online, here's what you have to do. Go to my Instagram at Make It Happen, that is spelled as at M-A-E-K-I-T Happen, and send me a DM with the word OBS. That's letter O-B-S. My aim is to help social media managers and service providers turn your skills into an actual profitable business. We will teach you the strategies, the steps, and the tools that you need so you can be consistent in getting high-quality clients and serve them with confidence. Again, head over to my Instagram at Make It Happen and DM me the word OBS and we will have a quick chat to see whether or not I can help you scale online. All right, I'll speak with you soon and don't forget, we have one life. Live it to your best today. Bye.